So today, guys, I'm going to be talking about self-regulation and how it applies to me and my process. And the reason why I am talking about self-regulation is due to the awesome episode that we had with Andy Prisco last episode talking about regulation of self in a crisis scenario. So with that, I thought it was appropriate that I share some of my thought processes and my systems as to how I maintain myself and regulate myself in a stressful situation so that hopefully for those of you that don't already have a system, you'll be able to work on and make or better improve your own system of self-regulation in a stressful situation before it even occurs in your backyard. So with that, guys, let's get started. Welcome to the Get Real Self-Defense Podcast. Here you get your daily dose of personal protection discussion to help you be more confident and prepared to protect yourself and your loved ones. And now, let's get real with self-defense. So basically, some of this stuff that I'm going to be sharing is on one end, a little bit abstract, and then there's going to be others that are specific. First and foremost, I'm a person that really believes in a system called Stoicism. It is a philosophy of being. Am I perfect at it? No, but I really admire the concept of just because the rest of the world might be in chaos or other things on the outside may affect you in some way physically, you don't allow it to affect your mind, your soul, your emotions, or yourself as a physical being and you remain stoic. Do I believe that you need to be emotionless in all situations? Absolutely not. I've been a roller coaster of joy and other positive and in some ways negative emotions when it comes to being a father of three now. Uh, You've heard that from me for the last couple episodes, but the idea being that there's going to be some fears, like making sure that that kid stays safe and making sure all my kids and my wife stay safe, that everyone is healthy. So there's going to be fears and other things, but I'm not going to allow that to affect me. And that is a My variation of stoicism, I'm a firm believer in that. So that is something to give context to. That doesn't mean that you need to work on or learn stoicism yourself. But with that being said, it is something that kind of is a great groundwork as far as self-regulation in a crisis situation. So if you haven't checked out stoicism before or meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which I mentioned before on this podcast, check it out. Uh, It gives a basis for some of the ways that you can get into that mindset of self-regulation aside from what I'm about to share with you today. Now, the first thing that I make sure that I do is is when someone's going to come into contact with me or I them that is in a crisis situation that might have one of the three deadly Ds of drunk, drugged, and deranged or all three, I assume that they're going to hurt me. Now that sounds oversimplified, so let me expand on that a little bit more with another phrase. Hope for the best, expect the worst. You've probably heard that term before. The idea being that I'm going to go and strive for a peaceful solution with this individual, but at the same time, I expect that that situation is going to go south, and possibly very quickly. So as I am being courteous with that person, as I'm talking with that person, I am assuming that things are going to go bad and I'm going to be ready for it. I'm not going to let them catch me off guard. I'm not going to let them sneak attack me. I'm not going to let anything go out of control before I notice it. Therefore, I remain in control. This is also partially something that was enhanced, though not created, from my law enforcement career thus far. 
the idea that if I'm in contact with somebody and I'm wearing that cop uniform, I'm a target. And that is something that I got to be aware of and prepare for. But also, too, that is something that was just taught to me a long time ago, is hope for the best, expect the worst when it comes to people you're in contact with, especially strangers, and to have the precautions necessary as you are being courteous to them and treating them like humans. So that is the first step. The second step or the second section that I have realistically is the idea that as you are speaking with that person, you have to maintain, as Andy Prisco talked about, that position of strength. He talks about how it's you know way easier for someone who is a scary, imposing, strong figure to de-escalate somebody than somebody that appears weak. That doesn't mean you have to look and appear super intimidating or strong, but the idea is if you are a confident, competent, capable person who is fit, think about someone like a Tim Kennedy, a George St. Pierre, a Bruce Lee, a, you know, take your pick of someone who is confident, competent, and strong in your mind, and imagine that person shaking your hand and saying, I don't want to hurt you, let's resolve this. You're probably going to feel inclined to listen to that, what that person has to say and resolve it with them. And that is the mindset is if you show that you are confident and competent and capable, then you are going to have a better handle on the situation uh, from a physical outward appearance. But it's important to also regulate that internal section of your body and your mind. And so that is where something like four count breathing comes into play. Now, some of you may already know what four count breathing is, but to really oversimplify the matter and just explain it as it is, four count breathing is basically inhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds. Now, obviously that's going to be really hard when you're talking to somebody to spend 16 seconds at a time, just inhaling and exhaling and holding. But the idea is if you are training yourself on these four counts on your off time, when I say off time, I mean, you're not in a situation where you have to actually be in a crisis, but you are just sitting on the couch or whatever. You're able to practice that four count breathing as I've explained it it's going to be easier for you to regulate and slow down your breathing. If you are able to regulate and slow down your breathing, you'll be able to slow down your mind and your body, therefore allowing yourself to not get out of control and keep that system, both mind and body and emotions, under control as a result. Breathing is a key facet to that. The third one is, again, we're kind of getting to the abstract here, is the idea of mental rehearsal. Now, this is this third factor that I brought later is a result of preparation from prior to the crisis situation that we are in. So mental rehearsal, you guys have heard me beat this horse before, but it's important. And so I'm going to bring it up again for those that don't know. Mental rehearsal is the idea that you are imagining yourself in a situation specifically and you are walking and talking yourself through that situation. So imagine that it's like a simulation. If it were like sci-fi computer, you're running a bunch of simulations and you're trying to find out what the best results are based off of the actions that you take. Uh, another way to put it is like a choose your own adventure novel or in video games, there are video games where you can make choices on what you say or what you decide to do. And that affects the video game. That is basically what you're doing in your own mind you are allowing yourself to be in a situation and you allow yourself to walk through the choices 
and you imagine what the, how that person will react, how the, how you're going to react to that person, and basically you can imagine yourself getting in a self-defense situation, or you can imagine yourself having a person draw a gun on you, and you having to, you know, get your family to safety or to maintain safety with your family or with yourself while resolving the person that has the gun in your face. And that doesn't mean all the time that you're going to do a chop sake, kung fu flippy kick move and, you know, put that guy in the dumpster. Instead, what might happen is you just give them the wallet and they take off. You have to imagine all those kind of situations. That's what mental rehearsal is. And by doing so, it allows your brain to go through the process without actually having to go through it. And oftentimes, your brain won't really notice the difference too much. And so it's almost like getting a rep for free. And that is why mental rehearsal is super strong. Now, the other steps that I will share aside from those are things like, again, having the tools and the confidence and competence and capability to be ready for that situation if it were to go south. Again, you're hoping for the best, you're expecting the worst, and if the worst comes, you are prepared for it. That's where physical hand-to-hand training comes in, martial arts, boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, all those things. And then also, too, that's where firearms training or knife training, all those types of things will actually play a role in you being comfortable. To give a short example of being comfortable versus not being comfortable when it comes to tools, one of the times in the past that I had was I was in a rush, I went out the door, I went into town and realized as I was driving into town and we were pretty far in towards town that I had forgotten to bring my concealed carry with me. And I always bring my concealed carry with me, but this time I did not, violating one of the core tenets of my being. And I always bring it. And so the fact that I didn't bring it, I felt extremely naked and vulnerable vulnerable because knowing Murphy's Law, and we've talked about Murphy's Law in a previous episode of the Get Real Self-Defense podcast, that you know that's when the worst can happen that's when anything can happen and it will happen and the fact that i didn't have my firearm means that there's a good chance that i'm going to need my firearm and all of a sudden i don't have my firearm so that is where it kind of messed with me the rest of the day because i'm always looking over my shoulder not in paranoia but thinking oh my gosh you know this guy you know if this guy had a gun i'd be toast or oh my gosh now this is me this is how i carry myself some of you don't need to be going to that level of extreme but the principle is the same is that if you have tools they will add a level of confidence that you wouldn't be able to provide for yourself without both through training and both through having them if you buy a firearm and then just leave it at home all the time you're missing half the point of why you carry you should carry one for personal protection because you're not always going to be home and the same thing goes with physical skills You can't always rely on a firearm or no firearm and no skills. That is the worst. So that's why it's important to train and train not just on hand-to-hand skills and firearm skills, but situational awareness and all those other things that we've talked about. And that gives you confidence and something to fall back on should that crisis scenario that you are trying to maintain control of both for yourself and for that individual were to go south. You'll be able to fall back on some skills. So those are the main pieces of the puzzle that I use. And just to kind of give you an example of the whole thing, I, before I go into town, I 
put on my pocket knife. I put on my firearm in its concealed carry fashion. When we go into town, I have already done mental rehearsal in the past. If I pass by someone and that person seems like they're screaming and yelling and losing their minds on the side of the road and they're talking to nobody and, uh, you know, people are trying to avoid them because they're just insane, transient on the side of the road, just screaming. I imagine if that person were screaming at me, what it'd be like. And I quickly go through the process of how I'd feel and everything else so that my body and mind are prepared for it. That's a free training opportunity that's passing right by me. And so that's where mental rehearsal comes into play. When I am dealing with someone, I hope for the best and I expect the worst. And I communicate with that person as such, trying to be human with them, try to reason with them as best I can, but assuming that I may or may not have to possibly fall back on physical hand-to-hand skills if things were to go south. And last but not least, I maintain breathing. An easy way, even if you can't do four-count breathing or forget, is I like to imagine what it'd be like if, and how would I breathe if I was sitting on the couch playing video games or watching TV with my family. That's how I imagine. If I was sitting, like I'm sitting with you right now, how would my breathing be? And I try to regulate myself to that level of breath. And then, obviously, that's where the you know talking skills come into play. And you can learn a lot of those things through Andy Prisco's courses, uh, which we have a link for in the previous podcast episode, or things like books like Verbal Judo. So that's a different topic entirely that we've covered before, and we'll cover it again in the future. But that's just to give you a quick rundown of my process of self-regulation. I ensure breathing. I assume that things could go bad. I have physical hand-to-hand skills and firearm skills to back it up. And that's more or less the entire process. And that is my system, and that's what works for me. You have to find a system that works for you. And hopefully some of these different tidbits assist you and Maybe you have something that is better. If you do, I would love to hear from you. Uh, shoot me an email like many of you do uh, at adam at smartsafedefense.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Get Real Self-Defense podcast, guys. Please be sure to give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to podcasts. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Train today so that you can protect tomorrow. Keep yourself and your family safe in these times. And I will catch you guys next time. Thank you.